Hey guys, I hope you're doing well. Um, I'd like you to take a couple minutes to incorporate this information into your notes for today. Um, we're going to be spending a little bit of time looking at the Ottoman Empire. As we've talked in the, over the past couple of days, the Ottoman Empire is on the decline. There's areas that have broken away and achieved their independence. Um, there have been a, a succession of weak rulers, um, inept sultans, um, power struggles, competition. Um, the um, land-owning classes, the Ayan, they are cheating the sultan out of taxes, which as a landowner, that's great, but there's a reason people pay, pay taxes, and so that's really hurting the um, empire. The status of artisan workers um, are declining as well, and there's a competition and a desire for imported goods. And so all of this is leading to urban riots. Um, in terms of these imported goods, particularly the printing press, if you recall, press at first was not allowed into the empire um, because it was considered you know a European um, invention now by the 1700s it is in so the first guy I want to introduce you to is Sultan Selim III um, and basically he is going to try to take advantage of the mess that's going on in Europe um, 1789 if you recall is the French Revolution so the Europeans are very much concerned and uh, you know worrying about themselves and not really going to be paying too much attention um, to what's going on in the Ottoman Empire. And so basically, you know, he attempts to fix stuff. He's going to attempt to modernize, industrialize. Um, Bonaparte is in Egypt, which is going to lead to the Egyptians breaking off from uh, the Ottoman Empire. And, um, you know, he's attempting to reform, attempting to strengthen his military. Um, but what's going to happen, and this is very unique in the Ottoman Empire, because it's a religious empire, a Muslim religious empire, there's groups of people who are concerned that the empire is not staying true to its um, fundamental Islamic roots. Um, one such guy is um, Abdul Wahab, and he um, um, triggers this this movement, this war with um, um, in Saudi Arabia against the Ottoman Empire. And basically what he's fighting for is a more strict application of Islamic law. He rejected luxury. He rejected adoration of saints, um, and so basically, what this is, what this takeaway from this war is that the this movement called the Wahhabi movement or Wahhabism um, becomes a thing, and it's going to become the backbone of Saudi Arabia. We haven't created Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia is part of the Ottoman Empire. However, after World War One. Um, we'll talk a lot about Wahhabism being one half of the coin of Saudi Arabia. Um, I'm ask you to pause it here and watch the short two-minute video that you can find um, on the um, Blackbaud page. Another thing I want you to make note of is that the Ottoman Empire never experienced a enlightenment like the Europeans and the Americans and South Americans did. So that's that's super important. So um, our next ruler is a man by the name. Um, Sultan um, Mahmed II, and if you're looking at his ruling dates, 1808-1839, you remember, you know, in the in the in Europe, there's era of conservatism, principle of intervention, and um, we talked about the Janissaries. Janissaries being this very elite, well-equipped, educated group. Well, he recognized that they could become a threat. I mean, you got to think this group has the best weapons, the best everything, um, and so he starts secretly building um, a professional army. And um, with the help of European advisors, 
Um, it's also under his under his time that he um, loses the Ottoman Empire, loses Serbia, um, Egypt, and Greece. We'll talk more about Serbia in our next unit. Um, and so anyway, in 1826, there's a massive mutiny of the Janissaries. He has his professional army slaughter the Janissaries. And um, basically, he, he forces the Ottoman Empire into a massive uh, reform movement. Um, the, ulama, the ulama are the Islamic scholars, and they are very much concerned with the, um, with the Ottoman becoming way too... Um, modern and secular, and so they're really pushing that that he keeps the Ottoman true to the Islamic past, but he models mostly off the West, and he focuses on the legal system, um, a cabinet system of government, uh, you know, required secular primary education, medical school, legal reforms. Um, he ended female seclusion. He changed the fashion, European dress. The the fez replaced the turban. Um, probably his most most famous um, set of reforms is called the Tanzimat reforms, and basically it's it's education um, system and it's it's the state controlling education, so secular education, and really truly improving lives for um, non-Muslims. Um, that how that's going to really impact is that's going to lead to his his assassination, and. Um, um, our final guy for the day is Sultan Abdul Hamid, and um, he basically wants to take the Ottoman Empire right back to this despotic absolutism, nullified the constitution, restricted civil liberties. Um, unfortunately for him, um, the, his um, there's still groups that want to keep industrializing and keep modernizing, particularly after the Crimean War, and so this led to bloodless coup in 1908, and the Young Turks establish a new government and um, one of their main goals is the homogenization of Anatolia which is basically making everything the same and um, this will be very very important with um, during World War One with the attempted uh, massacre genocide of the Armenians and that is all and I will talk to you soon thank you <laughs>